0: not at the track, the Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks for the Carolinas, to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy
1: Maglite Show. Welcome back
0: to Thursday night with the Rowdy Maglite Show. And I got Kyle Magda all the way up in the PA. Welcome back, Kyle.
2: Hey, Rowdy, it's been a whole week, but uh, good to be back on the show. Um, You know, thanks again for Monday morning. I appreciate it. Um, I know we talked about uh, the winners at Phoenix, uh, Sammy Smith, William Byron, uh, uh, Tyler Reif getting the wins, Um, you know, all three of them going to victory lane. And, uh, Rowdy, two two good guests on tonight. Uh, Liam Tenza at 7.05 from Williams Grove Speedway, 6.05 Central. And uh, Jack O'Connor from Ari Auto Racing News at 720 Eastern, 620 Central. So, Rowdy, another another good show lined up tonight. Um, killing it with guests, you know, uh, the World Outlaws and PA um, coming up at Williams Grove Friday night and then at Lincoln Speedway Saturday night. So, a uh, lot going on here. Uh, busy race season. I know you and I were talking before the show. Uh, Short track Super Series Modified is going to be at Seals Grove Speedway Saturday for their icebreaker, uh, their season opener under new management. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. So a lot of things going on, Rowdy. Um, A lot going on down by you. Uh, Got Atlanta and the Rattler going on this weekend.
0: Absolutely, Kyle. The only sad part is how cold it's going to be. I guess it's like football. You just dress for it and uh, brave the cold and win, but got Saturday. Got the doubleheader in Atlanta with the trucks and the uh, Xfinity series, and then Cup on Sunday, Kyle. And the Rattler, I love it. Don't forget the Rattler. Yeah, it's going to be a good, good show there. Come to the Rattler, uh, but it's in the same. This
2: if you're going,
0: dress for it. That's all you got to do is dress for it.
2: It sounds like some of that Pennsylvania weather. It looks, sounds like it's the same like it is here.
0: Well, yeah, Kyle. I mean, y'all, y'all are used to it. Uh, people in the South are not. But you know, it, it's like a football game. Y'all, y'all dress up for the footballs. Go out. It's cold. Football season. So all I say is, when it's cold, it makes for fast cars. Them carburetors and gasoline love cold, Kyle.
2: I think track conditions are going to be perfect this weekend for uh, Williams Grove and Lincoln um, with the with the colder, well, it's not going to be too cold, but still in the 50s and 60s down there during the day, it's going to be a little chilly at night, but, um, you know, both big shows, and looking forward to seeing the World Outlaws uh, back in PA. Uh, unfortunately, Mother Nature took a turn for the worst last weekend at Port Royal, so um, their next show is Saturday, March 25th, and uh, You know, Rowdy, I had to reschedule some plans with my dad. Um, We were going to go to that show last weekend. Um, Right now we're looking at uh, April 29th and 30th. uh, April 29th, going to be Open Wheel Madness 1 with the 410 sprints, the past 305 sprints, and the USAC East Coast Wingless sprints. And then the day after, $10,000, the win for the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Models, Rowdy. And no, I'm not looking this up. I have remembered this. So Um, big weekend at Port Royal, end of the month of April, uh, a lot of big, bigger events coming there, you know, PA Speed Week later in the year, um, USAC Eastern Storm going to be in town. So there's a lot of racing going on at uh, Port Royal Speedway. But a uh, track I'd like to get back to, uh, Rowdy, is Williams Grove Speedway. Haven't been there in about a year and a half, so it um, be nice to be back there. Uh, last race there was the National Open in 2021, won by Carson Macedo. And uh, really looking, you know, hopefully they have a good show Friday night, and uh, hopefully they get it in.
0: Kyle, uh, walk us through Williams Grove there. When you pull up, I mean, what's it like being at Williams Grove?
2: Well, Rowdy, it's on an old amusement park. At one point it was an old amusement park, uh, Williams Grove Speedway Park. Um, You know, and uh, Rowdy, it's just a lot of history there. Uh, They've been open since 1939. And, Rowdy, let's let's bring on our first guest on. Let's let's see. Maybe I think he'll have a little bit more to say about uh, Williams Grove. (laughs)
0: I'd like to welcome guys to the Rowdy Maglight Show, Lamb Tanza. Welcome, Lamb.
3: Hey, how are you guys doing,
0: man? Lam, we're just talking about the history. Uh, what was it? What's it like coming up to uh, Williams Grove? Uh, started in your first race in 1939.
3: Yeah, we opened in May May of 1939. This will be our 84th season of racing. Um, tons of history, at Williams Grove. You know names like Mario Andretti. A.J. Foyt, Ted Horn, Tommy Hendershit, all kinds of guys, um, you know, if you were a legend in racing, you probably were at Williams Grove at one point, you know, it came through the open wheel stuff, and, uh, you know, like, uh, IndyCars and all that, tons of Indianapolis 500 winners, Indianapolis 500 qualifiers, it's pretty amazing.
0: Well, Len, what's it like to be a PR guy at Williams Grove?
3: Oh, it's, it's awesome, you know, it's like, I, I grew up going to the races as a kid, and, always dreamed of maybe one day working and racing and, you know, to be able to do it for such a, you know, prestigious place is just, it's awesome. You know, I, I love every minute of it. So you got the World of Outlaws
0: coming this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, big show. How how are you prepared for it?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, uh, lot's going into it. You know, just making sure everything's ready to go at the track. This will be our opening day. So, you know, it's the first time in history that the World of Outlaws have been there on our opening day. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, we're looking forward to it. Everything's ready to go and, uh, it's hoping for a good, good weather and everything ready to go for tomorrow.
0: So, uh, what's the schedule for the rest of this season? What else besides the world of outlaws have you got going on?
3: All right. So we have 30 races on the schedule. Uh, we have the 410 sprints on the schedule for, you know, every night. So they're our premier division. Uh, we have the 358 sprints about 12 times, I believe. Um, we have super late models coming up here in the next week actually. Uh, 358 modifieds the week after that as a support division. Uh, we have the Super Sportsman coming up in I think August. Um, we have the Wingless Super Sportsman that same night as well. Uh, so we're trying to you know the schedule's pretty diverse this year. But you know the Premier Class the 410s are there every every Friday night.
2: Hi Liam, you have Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. I'm um, to you on Wing Nation with Steve Post. Very good. Um, first question for you is, uh, talk a little bit about the bridge. I know you get asked this question a lot, but if you could just explain to Rowdy the bridge at Williams Grove, the history behind it, and you know, and, and where it is at there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, as, as you know, the bridge is probably one of the most famous features of the racetrack. Uh, it's been there for you know, extremely long time. We've gone through a couple different bridges. The original one, I believe, was actually red, and the current one is is blue. I think the one that's put up now was put up in the 50s, if I'm correct, and uh, we're in the final stages of getting a new one put in here soon. So that'll be something new here in the coming – maybe this offseason or the end of this year, hopefully soon.
2: My next question for you is uh, Williams Grove season starting up here – in the 410 sprints, uh, who do you think, are, you know, who are you looking at uh, maybe, you know, to, to run good again? And also, I, I want to kind of pick your brain in the 358 sprints. I know, I know Derek Locke runs there a lot as well. Yeah, uh, 410 sprints, the competition is going to be pretty deep this year, I think.
3: Uh, you know, I, I would still think that you know, your top dogs are going to be probably, your, you know, Freddie Raymer, Danny Dietrich, those two guys running for the championship. Uh, it'll be an intense battle for sure. Came down to the last race last year. Dietrich just got it by a little bit, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, Freddie has something for him this year. And as far as the 358s go, uh, Derek Locksman, you know, he's been the top dog in 358 racing at Williams Grove for the past couple of seasons. Uh, no one's been quite as good as him, but it'll be truly interesting to see if uh, someone can come up and challenge him this year. It was a little bit closer last year than the previous seasons, but I still think Derek Locke's
2: a favorite. So my next question for you is: uh, World of Outlaws are coming to town. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, what are what are some of the storylines you've been looking at? I know I've been seeing a lot of releases and stuff. Uh, you know, you know, the, that what you know, talk a little bit about the rivalry, the, the posse versus the outlaws. I mean, you know, what what is yeah, that absolutely. like for everybody else? Absolutely, the po- Yeah, absolutely. So the posse versus outlaws rivalry, there's really
3: nothing like it in motorsports, in my opinion. Uh, the only things I could sports would be like you know the Yankees and Red Sox or the. The Eagles and the Cowboys, you know, both sides are passionate, um, passionate fan bases, and everybody comes together, and, you know, the the, the cream rises to the top every time uh, this, the two battle against each other, and it's, uh, it's a great atmosphere. There's really nothing like it.
2: So my last question for you is, I, I know Rowdy hinted on it a little bit, but do you have to, like, pinch yourself every time you walk into the gates at Williams Grove, you know, knowing where you're at right now?
3: Oh, definitely, you know. Um you get goosebumps in there sometimes. You just walk around in the you know, the quiet and you just imagine, you know, the cars that were racing around the track when you know, before I was born and everything and the names that have come through there. Like as I mentioned earlier, you know, like your Andretti, your Foyce, uh, you know, even modern more modern drivers like, you know, Keith Kaufman or, you know, uh Greg Hodney. Like people that like that's where names were made, you know, like Fred Raymer, DeWeese. like it's just there's something special about it. It's hard to put into words.
0: So, uh, Lamb at the end of the yep. night of of uh world of outlaws when
3: you put a period
0: on it, how's it feel to know that you put on a show like that for all your fans?
3: Uh, it's incredible you know i I just you know I'm a fan myself first and foremost, so you know it's just it's amazing to be part of that and to see the energy from the fans that come out and you know hearing them cheer and stand up and you know get on their feet when the when a posse guy wins, or even if an outlaw guy wins, you have they' excited about it, that's great you know if we just want to put on a great show and That's what makes it all worth it. Well, tell
0: everybody where they can follow you and uh, buy tickets and keep up with the race.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow us on Facebook, Williams Grove Speedway, Twitter at Williams Grove, and then Instagram at Williams Grove Speedway. And then for anything on our schedule and ticket prices and all that, you can go to our website, www.williamsgrove.com, and you can find all that information there.
0: Lamb appreciate you spending time with us. I'm looking forward hopefully, to hopefully get there this year with, with Kyle.
3: Yeah, that would be awesome. Look forward to it.
0: All right. Appreciate it, Liam.
3: Thanks. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Liam.
2: Yep. Thank you. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like
0: this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. A big weekend at Williams Grove, man. Uh, What a way to start with the world of outlaws on dirt there.
2: Rowdy, I'm excited for him. I know he's probably pumped right now. Um, I, I just want to say thank you again for him coming on. Um, and I, I just want to, you know, throw a shout out to Wing Nation. Um, I know I mentioned it earlier, but um, you know that's how I found Liam. Um, just happened to be listening to the show, and I sent him a message, and he got back to me, and he's on our show. So nice to have some representation from Williams Grove on there, Rowdy. Um, I, know, um, I, I know. I know. I know he's in that department. Um, busy, busy weekend, you know, with the World Outlaws. You know, even Lincoln Speedway Saturday night, uh, 5 p.m. start for hot Laugh that they get adjusted. So uh, rowdy. Um, so uh, also uh, Sealands Grove Speedway, the Icebreaker 40 for the short track Super Series Modifieds on Saturday. Uh, that's the first race with Stephanie Baker now being the promoter and that family. So uh, hopefully that'll go off without a hitch. And then uh, next weekend uh, we're, we're we're actually normal racing weekend, rowdy uh, Williams Grove Friday night. Uh, Lincoln and Port Royal Saturday. So just back to normal. Uh basically the season's starting and uh you know, thanks to again to Liam for coming on. Uh good to have some uh good some, some, some central PA dirt representation.
0: Kyle, uh you know, that'd be awesome to watch the PA posse race against the outlaws. Uh, that's that's kinda cool. Uh I'd say everybody was all in on both sides on that game.
2: It's a good rivalry, Rowdy. Uh I've seen it before. Um, it's a good time and you know, it's you know, I've seen uh I've seen both the outlaws and the posse win there, so so it's a good time, Rowdy, you know, hopefully we'll get you there, we'll get you to Grandview, we'll get you to uh Maybe one's Grove. I don't know yet, Rowdy. We're still still kicking things around. Hopefully, Port Royal. So hopefully, we'll we'll get you all those places when you're here. Yeah,
0: I need I need about two and a half weeks up there, Kyle. Maybe that we can squeeze it in by then. It's
2: possible, Rowdy. Uh, you know, I know I know Pocono is going to be uh, July twenty first to the twenty third with the Arkham Minard Series, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and also the NASCAR Cup Series, followed by Kyle Larson's High Limit Sprint Car Series at Grandview Speedway the Tuesday, July 25th. That's the Tuesday after Pocono. So I uh, just announced today going to be running the, the Richmar Flores colors there um, for a sprint car. So uh, going to be interesting to see how he does there. I know he likes Grandview a lot, a lot of money on the line, 23000 to win. I'm expecting all the posse to show up to that. So, um Rowdy, just a lot of good events, hoping to get you to that. Um, you know, if you are in town, we're going to try and get you there for that. So uh, kind of working on some plans here, Rowdy. You know, uh, like I was saying earlier, Port Royal at the end of April, that's being worked on right now. So just stay tuned here. I'm looking to get some more races in, um, just seeing how the schedule falls here, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll get back to the track here soon. Well,
0: Kyle, we're getting ready for the uh, ARCA East. To show up down in Pensacola which will be next weekend and that one I will be attending. So uh we'll have more information on that but I'm looking forward to getting back to Five Flags after the ASA race this past weekend. Uh not a bad place to hang out. Roddy, what were your thoughts? I tell you, Kyle, uh there was a few things that as far as action pack I think there was some really good racing and all that, but there was a lot of disappointed folks at the end. I, you know, there's always, uh, unfortunately, it never ends the way that a lot of folks expect it to end, and I don't care how many laps you you you, you uh, earned that night, it still don't make you the winner. I, I think, really, all in all, I think it's a great. I think they're doing something that that had been a void for a while. And it, it's good to see them come back. And, and I like the tracks that they're going to, Kyle. I mean, uh, pretty diverse. You go from Pensacola to Slinger. some of those tracks, pretty good places. For short
2: track racing. Yeah, I like the variety of short tracks we have here in America.
0: And could ASA be part of our, uh, NASCAR someday, like ARCA and Enza? You know, who knows? They got something Rowdy. Who do you like for the East
2: race? William Salowich.
0: Yeah, I do, Kyle. You, once you you. Uh, Pointed him out and I started checking him out. He's he's a pretty good race car driver.
2: Rowdy, I know this is kind of a strong opinion, but I felt like you should have won the race of Phoenix. Uh you know, I, I know I know it gets a little dicey there toward the end and he got hit. But um I thought the eighteen was the best. I mean look at you know, you look at qualifying sixth tenth on the field. Um not too shabby for your first start. Uh I know he ran fast in the Daytona test, the eighteen was quick. Uh, so was Connor Mosack, and I, I think William Salovich, He may win that race at Pensacola. I would not be surprised one bit if he wins that race. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on Lavar Scott as well. Um, him making his Arc East debut there. Hopefully you'll, you'll you'll catch up with him. I know we had him on right after the the fourth place finish at Daytona. So uh, you know we have a lot of drivers to talk to, uh, Rowdy, and uh, I think we have our next guest on Rowdy. So uh, let me let me bring him in.
0: All right, guys. I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglights show, Jack O'Connor. Welcome back, Jack. What's
4: up, boys? Good to be back. Uh, hope you guys are doing well.
0: Jack, I can't believe that we didn't see each other this past weekend. I told Kyle. Yeah, I know.
4: I Kyle had told me that you were uh, you were there, and uh, I, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess our paths didn't cross, but man, it definitely was a was a crazy race to say the least.
0: Well, with that being said, Jack, there was a whole lot of stuff that we had to do, I mean, to keep everybody up to up to par what was going on. But it was, I think it turned out to be a pretty great, a pretty good event for ASA to start up back off on. And, and to do it at Five Flags, I thought it was a pretty decent race.
4: For sure. I mean, I agree. I was listening to what you were saying earlier about how, you know, uh, ASA you know it seems like it's going to be a great thing and I was going around talking to so many different drivers you know between practice and qualifying before the race and they all had the same answer they say you know this is going to a great thing for late model racing uh you know I had Derek Thorne tell me that just with everything that's going on with with ASA with the SRL National Tour with you know the Southern Super Series there's so many options out there for the drivers and yeah I definitely think you know, ASA, it's looking like, you know, it's going to be a, a pretty pretty good thing here in, going into the future.
0: Well, you know, uh, got down to then, a lot of disappointed folks. But you know what? $20,000 they was fighting for. and uh, You know, Casey didn't want to win that way. Jack, you've seen it. He said it over and over. You could see it in his motions. That's not the way he wanted to end the race. But you know what? That's just the way it ended. Everybody was giving their all. I, I've i been to a lot of races at Five Flags Speedway, but I'm telling you, it seemed like everybody in every car
4: was giving
0: their all, door to door, bumper to bumper, the whole race.
4: Yeah, definitely. I, I agree 100% with that. And, you know, like I was saying, you know, going around talking to all the drivers, they really wanted to win this race bad. I mean, it was a historic event, the return of ASA. You know, everybody, all 35, 36 guys that were in that field wanted to win that race, and it definitely showed in the racing. Like you said, the guys weren't afraid to b- bump each other, knock each other out of the way, and, yeah, there was some, you know, there was some bent-up sheet metal and some hurt feelings afterwards, but, you know, it was it's just a product of it. Like you said, everybody wanted to win it bad.
0: Well, then they bring Jim Trado. And Jack Shaheen back, and you know, I laughed with with uh, Jim before the race. I said, "Jim, I never knew you before you died started dying your hair."
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: and he had that mustache, that dark, dark hair and a mustache. It's different from the Jim Trado I know today.
4: Too, and yeah, he looked a. It was a little different from from when like I used to see him like on TV and stuff. Like you know doing the, it's different seeing, you know, people in person. I never seen them in person before until till Saturday, so yeah, I guess, yeah, it was a little different.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Jack was talking about the tracks. What do you think about the diversity of the series on their tracks?
4: No, I, I, I like it, you know, it's just, it, it, it's a little bit of everything, and and like you said, they're going from Five Flags, you know, to, to Slinger, to, you know, it's just, It seems like it's just got a little bit of everything in there, and the drivers are happy about it. You know, the guys that I talked to, I brought brought that up, you know. It's 10 races, 10 very diverse tracks, and they like the variety. So it's definitely a good thing.
5: Well, and they
0: end up in the Nashville. Now, I think that Nashville race, that's going to be pretty awesome because they always put on a great show in Nashville.
4: Definitely, yeah, it should be i maybe got to try to try to get up there for that. I w- I've always wanted wanted to, to, to get out to Nashville and, and see a race there. So, you know, maybe I'll have a reason now.
1: <laughs> Hi,
2: Jack. You have Kyle here. First of all, thanks again for coming on the Rowdy Maglide Show again. Um, first question for you. Um, I have to ask this. Um, he didn't ask me this, but I'm going to ask this anyway. Our friend Aaron Creed um, factored into this question. Um, have you been able to catch any old ASA races by any chance?
4: Actually, no, I, I haven't gotten to watch, watch any on YouTube. No, I've seen like the videos. I just haven't, you know, had a chance to watch them. (laughs) So
2: you live, you live near Pensacola. I mean, you know, is that like the ideal track you'd like to see ASA at, or is there anywhere else maybe you'd like to see ASA race at?
4: I mean, you know, I thought, I thought it, it, it was a great race. I thought the, uh, you know, it's kind of a perfect fit for them. You know, five flags, but you know, I I don't think out out of the ten race schedule, I like all the tracks that are on there. It's kind of kind of want to see how the cars race and how how this how the racing goes at all the other tracks before you know I kind of make any judgments. If, you know we should go here, we should go there, but you know, for right now with what I saw at five flags and what it looks like, it's going to be you know, for the future races, I think it's a, it's a pretty good schedule right now. I wouldn't really add or, or take away any races. So let's
2: talk a little bit about your last month. Um, you were covering some short track super series races. Um, just please talk a little bit about how them went. Um, they're headed up here, uh, this weekend. So, um, you know, how, how was that when they were down there? I think it was at all tech raceway.
4: Yeah, definitely. Well, unfortunately I, I planned to cover it, but, uh, mother nature got the best of us. I, uh, they only got one night in and, um, which was Thursday or Friday night. I forget. And I was going to go there Saturday night, but you know, unfortunately mother nature won that battle. But, um, uh, other than other than that, the last month or so, I did, uh, the Lucas oil race at all tech covered that, uh, went over to Volusia for the final night of the dirt car nationals and did, uh, you know, the, the, world of our late miles, super dirt car series, um, obviously did five flags this past week. Um, and this week I'm planning to go to the Rattler at South Alabama Speedway. Not really 100% sure yet. I'll probably know by tomorrow. And then the, the final week I'm probably going to take a run up to Mississippi to the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series is at Magnolia. So, but um, I miss all my friends dearly in the Northeast. So, you know, it's, uh, but I'll be paying attention to the racing up there. And uh, I'm sure, you know, the Short Track Super Series, the, the racing is always great. Brett Dayo does a great job with the series. So, you know, I'm sure they'll it'll be there with those guys.
2: So my last question for you is um, you know, being from the northeast, when when will we see you up here again? When when um when do you think they're maybe coming back up here at some point?
4: I'm not really sure right now. Um I I'm gonna be up um in the middle of May for my college graduation and I'm staying through, you know, a whole weekend of the ceremony's Friday. So, um, you know, I might see if maybe I can hit up a race on a Saturday night somewhere up there, but I'm I'm not really sure right now. I, I kind of would love to take some time off and, and go back up there. Just like I said, everything I know's up there. You know, all the racing. I, I know all the racing people up there. I got a lot of friends and stuff I miss dearly. So, you know, as right now, I'm not really sure when, other than coming back up for my college graduation. But I'm definitely going to try to maybe set some time aside to, to get back up there and see some racing. Jack, you're
0: going to be at uh... – at the East race, Arca East, five flags. Um,
4: we can. I'm either gonna go there or the Outlaws race at Magnolia, Mississippi, because it's on the same day. It's on that same Saturday. Um, it's really gonna depend on the weather. Area Auto got me is gonna get me credentials for both, and Magnolia is a little bit of a hike from me. But if if it there's a chance of rain, I'm not gonna drive four or five hours down the road. And I'll go to Pensacola, and I'll go to Five Flags instead that day, so it just kind of all depends on the weather if it If it's sunny and nice, I'll probably go up to Mississippi to Magnolia. But if there's a chance of rain and maybe I don't want to feel like driving four or five hours risking it, then you'll probably see me at Pensacola
0: uh jack I and mean, I hate to say this, but I'm probably less than sixty miles away from Magnolia never been there what What's your thoughts on Magnolia?
4: Honestly, I've never been there either, Rowdy, Um, so I'm kind of going to go there. I haven't really seen many races there. I'll probably watch some on YouTube just so I can see what the track looks like, but I've gone to races. I've gone to tracks kind of just blind and blind, never even seen it, never even been there, and this is what it's kind of going to be like if I do go to Magnolia. I don't even know what it really looks like, so I guess I'll be in for a treat, and I'll let you know afterwards how it is, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely, uh, Columbus is a nice town. Uh, tell everybody where they can keep up with you this year on your season.
4: Oh yeah, on Facebook, um, I'm friends with both of you guys. So if we have mutual friends and they, or they, they could search just Jack O'Connor, you know, it's, uh, I know there's a lot of Jack O'Connor, so it might be hard to find. But like I said, if some fans are friends with you guys, they'll they'll be able to see it. And then uh, my Instagram, I post a lot on there. It's the Jay O'Connor Racing. Just J O Connor racing just all together. So you can keep up with me on there and keep up with the. I don't know where where I, what I might be doing. So it's always an adventure. So you can keep up for
0: are seeing you and getting that photo with you. <laughs> yeah, that's that. that's for
4: sure. I I hate that I missed you at at, at Five Flags Rowdy, but I, I, I'm sure I'll see you at some point down the road.
0: Hey, that's absolutely right. We'll be, we're we're race fans, and we'll be somewhere watching.
4: Yeah, our paths our paths will cross. That's for sure.
0: Thanks for calling in tonight, Jack.
4: Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me back on again. Appreciate it. Man, we
0: Thanks, appreciate Jack. doing like what what we do is try to keep people informed on racing, and that that's the biggest part of what we do.
4: Yeah, no, you guys always do a good job. You get great guests on, so and just seeing some of the guests that you've gotten on, you know, in the past, you know, kind of cool just just to be on here with you guys. So I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Jack. We appreciate the kind words, man. really do.
4: All right. All right. See you guys. Thanks.
2: Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System.
0: All right, Kyle. We have had some pretty decent guests now, I'm telling you.
2: Uh, Well, Rowdy, we've been just doing a a great job lately.
0: You know, we, we didn't even touch the base of you know, there's no off-season no more. You know, Kyle, they they say off-season, well, they run out of races, but it, nothing slows down. I mean, you run out of scheduled tracks, but nothing slows down. You just keep going to the next project, and event, to get ready for the big event, which is your Super Bowl to begin with. That's
2: right, Rowdy, and uh... – I know uh you and I were talking. Um first of all thanks to Liam and Jack for calling in, both of them. They were great tonight. Um, having Liam from Williams Grove and then Jack from Arriado calling in. Um, good to have both of them on. Uh Rowdy, um, you know, we have another dirt guy coming on here. We have uh, uh Chase Briscoe who's a who's a former dirt driver. Um he uh I guess he had a he had a, he had a media session. I I'm saying I guess I guess that was today, Rowdy. Um, Before the Atlanta race. So uh, let's hear what uh, what Chase Briscoe had to say. What's
1: going on, Chase. So, um, yeah, thank you uh, all for hopping on here today Um, with us. We have Chase Briscoe, driver of the number 14 Mahindra Tractors Ford Mustang, Um, So, Chase, get us up to speed. Um, You're coming off uh, your first top 10 um, of the season at Phoenix, and uh, now the series is headed eastbound to Atlanta. Sort of give us the scoop, and uh, I think you were on a simulator earlier this morning?
6: Yeah, I've been uh, on the simulator since 8, so just got off about a minute ago. So, yeah, spent a lot of time today uh, running Coda, running Atlanta, uh, posting Phoenix. So, uh, it was a busy and productive day from that side of things. But, yeah, excited to truthfully be back on the East Coast, uh, a little bit easier travel. Um, but, yeah, you know, for us it was nice to kind of finally have just a good, solid overall run this past weekend, um, being able to hopefully build on that and continue to to build that momentum uh, going into the, the rest of the regular season. Obviously, uh, you know, our point situation was, was like 34th going into Phoenix. Now I think we're 21st or something like that. So we need to just have more and more of those days and uh, continue to try to climb up and and looking forward to this week in atlanta i thought our cars there last year drove relatively pretty good in the packs so hopefully uh you know the ford's really good at Daytona, and hopefully we can kind of carry that over to atlanta
1: awesome awesome so if you have any questions just raise your hand uh we'll kick it off with uh nathan thank you thanks for the time here chase
2: appreciate it um you know just to start you know the top 10 on on sunday like you mentioned is that a little bit of a sign of relief and how do you think you can build off of that here in these next couple weeks
6: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, aside of relief, you know, we, we knew that we were going to be in a good situation. I felt like going into, into Phoenix, that's one of our probably better racetracks as a company. Um, and so we knew that if we were going to turn our season around, that was going to be a great opportunity to do it. Uh, I think we've all been surprised by kind of the speed and, and things that we've kind of struggled with this year. So it was nice to just have an overall, a clean day, a day where I think the whole day we went forward, we never went backwards. Um, just had a really good car, uh, truthfully, and, and that was something that we haven't been able to say really all year long. So uh, it was good to, to kind of get that, uh, you know, a couple weeks late, but glad that we finally were able to, to get that done and, and just have, like I said, a good overall solid day. So, yeah, hopefully we can, like I said, build on that. And uh, I think as a team, our confidence is still high, things like that. So just uh, need to continue to build on, on our results. And, uh, you know, no better place to do it than this weekend in at Atlanta.
2: And with that new short track package debuted at Phoenix, just uh, what did you think about that? How do you think it affected the racing? And then, you know, once you get to Richmond and Martinsville here in these next few weeks, how do you think it'll uh, change things there as well?
6: Yeah, I mean, I'm probably biased uh, as far as the old package. You know, I thought our stuff was extremely good there. But, you know, honestly, I would, I would still vote to go to the lower downforce. You know, I, I felt like as a race car driver, we made more of a difference. Um, we were definitely slip on sliding around a lot more. The cars were a lot harder to drive. You know, it was still a challenge to pass to a certain extent. Um, but I I feel like that Phoenix just in general is a hard racetrack to pass at. Um, so I, I'm definitely excited to see it, you know, at a place like Richmond at a road course. Um, I think it's definitely the right direction. You, you know, I think that we could lose even more downforce. I think we could still add a lot more power, and it would just continue to get better and better. But I do think it's a good baseline. Um, it's You know, dirty air is always going to be a problem no matter what we do. Uh, But anything we can do to make it, you know, even 5% better, 10% better is going to be better for racing. And I felt like this past week, it was a little bit easier to pass. It's still difficult, uh, but it's going to be difficult when you have that many guys that are really good and that many good race cars, you know, when there's not a ton of, of difference in the field, you know, from a lap time standpoint, it's going to be hard to pass and that's you know, what you get when you have the parity that we do now where, you know, a lot of different guys can win on any given weekend. It makes it where a lot of guys are going to be fast. And when you have a lot of guys that are close on lap time-wise, it makes it hard to pass. So uh, I thought it was an improvement uh, from a driving standpoint. Like I said, it was a lot harder to drive, and I think all the drivers wanted to be harder to drive. But I also thought it was easier to pass, as difficult as it still was.
1: Thank
0: you.
6: Yeah, thanks.
1: Awesome. Let's uh, go to Kelly Crandall.
5: Thank you. Hey, Chase, um, you mentioned there about the top 10 at Phoenix. Obviously, that was a really good day for Stuart Haas Racing. Kevin was really strong, and you mentioned that. In general, though, can you evaluate where are the Fords right now? Because it seems like maybe you guys are, are just a step, step behind. Joey Logano was saying at Vegas it felt like everybody was a little bit behind. Those were obviously high-speed racetracks. So have you thought much outside of Stuart Haas Racing and just where the Fords are compared to Chevy and Toyota right now?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know,
6: truthfully, my focus has been more on just our team. Um, You know, I I think collectively, you know, on the mile and a half at least, there is some speed that still needs to be found. But for us on the two, you know, intermediate-style racetracks, we've been so off even the top forwards that that's truthfully been our main focus. And and once we get to be that top three, you know, four team, uh, you know, then we're focused on, you know, our gap to maybe the other manufacturers. But for right now, at least on the 14 car, we're just trying to, to get closer to the top forwards. And until we do that, I don't even think we need to worry about the other manufacturers.
5: And I wanted to ask going into Atlanta this weekend, NASCAR is supposed to reevaluate, I guess, after this weekend, the larger restart zone. I know there was the incident at Fontana, everybody was talking about. Overall in these four races so far, have you noticed anything with that larger restart zone? Will you have any feedback for NASCAR if asked?
6: Yeah, I think, you know, I was all for it going into it. Um, you know, I haven't had the opportunity this year to to be in the lead uh, or even on the front row for that sake to really kind of see how much different it is. I know that farther back in the pack, I, I do feel like we probably have a little bit more stack ups. You know, before the zone was relatively small um, and pretty much everybody knew in a you know a five to ten car length window where guys were going to go. So you would just lag back and you'd have a big run. Where now with the zone much larger, we also try to anticipate it. And when that front guy doesn't go, you know, that's when the the big stack up, uh, you know, kind of starts. So um, I would be very curious to see what it's like, you know, starting on the front row. I think as the leader, you definitely have more of an advantage the bigger that zone is because, you know, there's just more options for you to go. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it. You know, in the back, it probably is a little bit worse just from a stack up standpoint, but, I do think up front it probably gives the leader a little bit more of an advantage. And I feel like if you are the leader, you deserve to have an advantage. Thank you. Yeah, thanks.
1: Let's kick it to Bob Pacharis. Yeah, Chase, I'm curious. Uh, you're actually up to 21st in points, I
6: think, after after the penalties announced today. Solid points day for the 14 group. <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago you said you almost felt like you were in a must-win situation. So I'm curious if you – feel that way now or you know do you expect all those guys who kind of fell behind you in points today uh to win races and therefore you know it's gonna still be a little bit of a slog for you to get in a position where potentially you can make the playoffs on points yeah i would say i mean i I still think it's a must win i just think that you know there's there's a possibility that we have 16 winners or right at it again you know so last year you know having 15 winners I think there's a uh, definitely an opportunity for that to present itself again. So from that side of it, I, I still think it's a must win. I don't think you want to rely on points, especially if, if, even if there's, you know, say 10 winners, you know, that's six guys that aren't in on points. You need to be right around 16th in points to even a little higher than that sometimes to, to lock yourself in. So I, that's, that's my biggest thing for being in a must win. Uh, it's nice being 21st in points versus, you know, 34th. It, it definitely makes you breathe a little bit easier, but, at the same time, I just think you're going to still have to win, um, obviously to guarantee yourself a spot. But, I mean, those guys had such a big points gap on us before. I don't I don't know what it was. But even with a 100-point penalty, you know, I'm sure they're not too far behind us. So, uh, yeah, I mean, solid points day for the 14 to move up uh, a couple spots on a Wednesday. But, uh, overall, we definitely need to be better. And, you know, if we could have just got a better start to our year, if we do like we did at Phoenix last week, you know, consistently week in and week out, then, you know, you don't have to really worry about it as much. Um, but, yeah, I still think you're going to have to win just to obviously solidify yourself
5: in the
0: playoffs. Thank you. Yeah, thanks.
1: Let's kick it to Deandra.
5: Thank you for your time, Chase. Um yeah, Thanks. Atlanta is a super speedway, but it's not a super speedway like Daytona or Talladega. Can you give us from a driver's vantage point, what do you? how is Atlanta so different from the other two original speedways? And as a driver, what do you have to do differently there that's unique from Daytona and Talladega?
0: Yeah, I
6: feel like Atlanta is probably the most mentally draining place we go to now. Uh, it's kind of a hybrid. Uh, you know, it's obviously a shorter track by an entire mile versus a Daytona or Talladega. But it's the same concept of racing. You know, you're in a pack. You know, with being a a mile shorter, things just happen so much faster. Uh, Your reaction time has to be better. Uh, The runs develop so much faster and quicker. Your spotter has to be able to communicate to you uh, a lot quicker, and your brain has to process things a lot quicker. So I feel like mentally draining-wise, last year, you know, both Mondays after the Atlanta race, I was just exhausted and drained from the mental side of things. Um, But from the other side of it, you know, the driving side, it's it's a little bit of a hybrid in a sense where – Yes, we are in a pack, but, you know, at a Daytona or Talladega, your car is always going to be easily, you know, be able to run wide open just because of how big the racetrack is and the corners are, you know, so long. Where at Atlanta, you know, balance is, is certainly an issue. You know, the handling of the car is is very important. You know, hardly anybody can run wide open unless you're in the lead. So, uh, balance comes into play, you know, as the, the longer the run goes on, your car starts slipping and sliding around a lot more. It's just a lot different than a Daytona or Talladega. So that part of it makes it interesting uh, because the car is so important where at a Daytona or Talladega, you know, it's maybe not as important. Um, so that side of it is is fun, I think, because you, you do get a little bit of mix of both styles of racing. Uh, but from a mentally draining side, it is extremely exhausting uh, to run, you know, Atlanta just because your mind is constantly working. Where at Daytona and Talladega, you can kind of get in a little bit of a, a – a break or just a little bit relaxed down the straightaways because you kind of know where the runs are going to develop where at Atlanta, there's just no time to take a, take a breather even.
5: Great. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks. Let's
1: go to Devin. You're on the mic. Hi Chase. So
4: earlier this week, it was uh, shown off on social media that the entry to pit road for Atlanta motor speedway is now in the entrance of turn three. How do you think that will affect in pit strategy either during green flag stops or even just going under caution and have you run any simulations going down the new pit road at Atlanta Motor Speedway?
6: Uh yeah, I did today actually. Um it's definitely, you know, a long long pit road. Um you know, I would say under green it's for sure going to change the strategy. You know, if you think about coming down early, you know, as long as you're going to be on pit road now, you could easily find yourself three or four laps down. So if you come down, you know, one of the first kind of two, one or two packs to pit together and then the caution does come out for whatever reason, you're going to be stuck four laps down and, you know, you might be able to wave around for one, but you're not going to be able to get three. So there's going to be a lot of strategy in that from a fuel saving side to make sure you can be one of the last guys to pit if we do get to that situation. Um, and then under caution, you know, I really didn't think about it. So you just talked about it or asked about it. And it's definitely going to change a little bit just because normally, you know, if there's a split decision you know, the spotter can easily call it out and tell you, you know, to stay or come where, you know, being on the back straightaway, he's not going to really have a very good visual of that. So it's going to kind of be up to the driver. So that'll change a little bit uh, even from the the L side uh, of things. So it'll be interesting for sure, you know, having it in turn three, it's um, going to make it more challenging and, and a lot more complexion to it. So it'll be fun to watch. Thank you, Chase. Yeah, thanks.
1: Awesome, uh, Mateus. Uh, hello, uh, hi Chase. My hey. name
2: is Mat- Matias Viana from Argentina. My question is: Given
4: after the, the 21, excuse me, in the championship standings, are there any performance flaws or a ch- a structural issues with the number 14 or a has?
6: Yeah, I would say you know for us we just didn't get a great start to the season. You know we we kind of struggled more than I thought we would have. You know we've had a little bit of bad luck, but more or less just have kind of struggled from an overall speed standpoint. Uh, you know going to the Clash we were we were okay we weren't great. Uh, I think we got wrecked running sixth or seventh. And then you go to Daytona it was in a good opportunity. I felt like to potentially you know have a really good run. We think running seventh or eighth with 15 to go. Got caught up in a crash. So you go from running seventh or eighth to now running you know finishing 34th. And then uh, Fontana and, and Vegas, we just didn't have the speed. You know our car didn't drive that bad. We were just extremely slow. So uh, it was kind of you know a head scratcher moment for us, trying to figure out you know what we could do to get more speed in the car. And then obviously going to Phoenix was able to kind of rebound a little bit uh, and kind of save you know that front half of our se- or front quarter of our season that West Coast swing, you know is a good chunk of our regular season. So uh, for us to be able to kind of rebound and finish strong. Uh, before coming back to the East Coast was certainly important for us, and, and we were able to do that.
1: Thanks, Chase. Have a week. Yep, thanks. You. you too. Awesome. Uh, let's kick it back to Nathan.
2: Yeah, Chase, just a follow-up on uh, on the pit road for, for Atlanta on, on Sunday. Does it feel safer peeling off in, in, on the entrance into turn three now versus where you did before? So, uh, like, on, under a green flag run, like, would it reduce the risk of, of a potential crash there? Like, does it feel safer in that regard?
4: Um, I would say it's
6: probably going to be a little easier to come to – if we do come to pit road under green, it'll probably be a little bit easier to kind of get down and probably not cause a wreck there. Um, you know, if, if we would have somehow wrecked, Coming in off a of turn four, you know, the whole field is probably going to be in you know, it. Where on the straightaway, there's a little bit more room to kind of spread out. Uh, I think it's going to be easier for the guys to get out of the way. You know, they'll be able to go down to the apron and slow down. So, I do think that side of it is going to be better. Um, you know, if, if for whatever reason, if you're on pit road or, you know, on the apron of three and four going slow and, and they wreck on the racetrack, you know, that could be fairly big. Um, you know, if somebody hits you at 170 and, and you're only rolling 45 miles an hour, but – you know, that's part of it, you know, with kind of the layout that it has to be to, to be able to make it safer for undergreen green pit stops. So hopefully we don't run into any of those issues. You know, I think it's kind of going to be a thing where we go and trial it, and, you know, it might work, or we might not even see it, you know, if we don't have a green flag pit stop. But uh, I think we had to do probably something just because it was going to be, I think, extremely challenging and difficult if we had to do it off a of turn four. And, and even not only the slowing down part was going to be challenging, but just the transition from the bank to the flat is really, really hard in these cars. Um and I think that was a lot of the reason for it too.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Bob, do you have a follow up? Um, yeah, I just
6: uh, was curious, Chase, you know, you have five hundred miles here in the spring last year, four hundred in the summer, going now doing four hundred here in the spring. It was did you know so is there any difference between a five hundred mile race there and four hundred mile race there with this package? Yeah, I thought so. I thought that, you know, the race, that 500 mile race to me felt longer than the Coke 600. You know, like I said, it was extremely mentally draining. Um, I I think for sure this race could be 400 miles, if not even shorter. Um, you know, there was really no need for it to be 500 miles, at least from my opinion. Um, I would say the intensity was a little bit higher the second race than the first one. Uh, you know, some of that was just, Everybody kind of knew what to expect at that point. You know, guys kind of knew their playoff situation a little bit more. But uh, I don't know if you're seeing really any difference now, just because we all kind of know what to expect. But uh, I was glad uh, when I saw that it went to 400 miles for sure.
1: Thank you. Yep, yeah, thanks. Awesome. We'll run it back to Devin. So, on Sunday, temperatures for at Atlanta Motor Speedway are expected to be in the lower
4: 50s, and there's going to be some cloud cover in the mix as well. Chase, how do you think that will affect the
1: racing this weekend?
6: Uh, You know, if it was the old Atlanta, uh, I would say it would probably affect it quite a bit just because you would have had a lot more grip. You probably wouldn't have been flipping and sliding around as much. But with the new style of racing we do there, uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to make a a tiny bit of difference from a grip standpoint, but You're going to have so much grip regardless because of the amount of downforce we go there with, the lack of power, things like that. So I don't think it will really change it at all. You know, your car will probably handle a little bit better. Uh, You're going to have a little more power because of the cooler temperatures. But outside of that, it's probably going to drive relatively the same, at least I would think, from whether it was 85 degrees there or 50. Yeah, thanks.
1: And then, um, Mateus, do you have a follow-up? all right um does anybody else have any follow-ups or questions to ask chase all right well i appreciate you being here chase uh good luck yeah thank you guys uh, yeah i appreciate y'all for uh coming
0: (laughs) yeah thank you guys all right chase briscoe bright future uh looking for some good things this weekend kyle that on the pole last year. So, uh, got it. Hey, he's got more seat time in that new car. So, uh, anything's possible. He's racing in, in Tony Stewart's number 14 car. Come on back.
2: Stewart Haas racing has looked good as a whole lately. I mean, Kevin Harvick almost wins Phoenix. Uh, Ryan Priest runs 12th. Uh, Chase Briscoe gets a top 10 at Phoenix, a track he's won at before. He's progressed a lot, you know, since the Arca days. Um, come a long way, and uh, you know, to finally win in that 14 car last year, I know that was a big deal, uh, being in the playoffs, uh, you know, making it to the round of eight. I mean, that was a big deal. Um, I know you and I were talking preseason last year about that. Um, you know how Chase Briscoe was going to do after his rookie year. So, really, no sophomore slump. But um, third season for Chase Briscoe, and uh, looking good as he usually does. Kyle,
0: I think we're uh, fixing to see what's really going to happen this year. I mean, we're we're out of the that staggering stage, and we're on our feet and starting to run. You know, William Byron winning his second one. That that's pretty good for Hendricks. But with the penalties, I, I mean, what did Hendricks find in those louvers that nobody else got to alter?
2: Not sure, Rowdy. I mean, I know Hendrick's been running strong this year, uh, you know, one, two, three at Vegas, and then you know, the issue at Phoenix. But uh, William Byron with two wins now, and, uh, you know, Kyle Larson's been running up front. But, yeah, Rowdy, um, tough situation for them. Another um, day announced the interim crew chiefs. So, um, Rowdy, one other thing about Hendrick Motorsports. I know you and I were kind of chatting about this earlier. Um, the four Xfinity races are going to be running this year. Um, William Byron going to be running Circuit of the Americas. Uh, Kyle Larson going to be in for two races at Sonoma and Darlington. That will actually be the first time the NASCAR Xfinity Series will be at Sonoma. And also uh, Alex Bowman at Watkins Glen International. Hope to be there for that one. So, uh, Yeah, Rowdy, uh, looking forward to the rest of the year. Um, busy weekend this weekend. Um, the World Outlaws are in, in the state. Uh, Williams Grove Friday night, Lincoln Saturday night. Also the Short Track Super Series modified at Seals Grove Speedway Saturday, March 18th. There's a lot of racing going on, and also the opener for BAPS Motor Speedway on Saturday, also there with the Modifieds, Um, they're opening their races up, so a lot of things going on, Rowdy, a lot of racing returning, and uh, the weather's starting to get a little better, so that definitely helps. You're
0: right in the middle of it, Kyle. Hey, right in the center, and enjoy. It's time to go
2: racing, guys. Yeah, Rowdy, I'm not sure about this weekend, but um, I think next weekend we might try to get to the racetrack, not sure where yet, but um, hopefully Port Royal. Um, but uh, you know, Fort Royal always puts on a good show. I enjoy going there. It's one of my favorites, or our favorites. So uh, hopefully, we'll get you there. We'll get you other dirt tracks, Rowdy, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll take that in as well.
0: I appreciate it as always, my fan.
2: Yeah, Rowdy, no problem. Uh, you know, we've we've done a lot of good here lately with the show. Again, thanks to Liam, Tenza, and Jack O'Connor for coming on tonight. Uh, both really good interviews. Um, kind of getting the dirt side of it, and also some of the asphalt side of it. I know you were at Pensacola, and Jack was there too. So, um, well, the, the the rumblings are that Jack and Aaron Crater are going to be reuniting at South Alabama Speedway, possibly. So, um, yeah, I, I just want to share a quick story, about it. I know we don't have a whole lot of time here, but um, you know, first of all, I want to just mention, say thanks to my father. Uh, for taking Aaron Creed to the airport uh, we're, in, we're, we're near my house where my dad lives up in scranton Wilkes-Barre. And, um, you know, Aaron met Jack at the airport, believe it or not. They were flying out of the same airport and on the same flight. So I uh, thought that was kind of cool, Rowdy. Um, you know, after the MPA weekend, for that to wrap up, I had to go to work. But, uh, you know, it's, it's good to, you know, get stories like that. And uh, they finally met up, and it looks like um, if Jack's going, they'll be meeting up again this weekend as well.
0: Uh, Kyle, it's a friendships that you build for lifetimes in racing, man. I'm telling you, I've I've got them, you've got them, and it's great to be able to enjoy them when we when we're at the track. Kyle, till Monday morning, my man. Let's go racing.
2: Yeah, you, Riley. Right. I know you're working on some things.
0: Monday morning guys, 9 o'clock Central, 10-8th. The Rowdy Maguire Show. Monday morning.